Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus in the Family Singapore. While there are no perfect marriages, there is always room for us to grow to be the best spouse we can be. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Jo and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about sex and intimacy, communication, conflict, and much, much more, anything to do with marriage. We hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Now, last episode, we talked about why doesn't my spouse get it? (laughs) Today, we will follow up on how to deal with differences in marriage. And again, we have with us uh, today, Gina and Nelson, and I'm going to just get them to quickly introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Nelson. And I'm Gina. We've been married for 13 and a half years. And we currently have three children here on earth with us. They are nine, seven, and six. Yep. Currently. Are you expecting more? (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, the last episode, we did talk to Nelson and Gina about our our differences in communication styles, you know, be it because of uh, our upbringing, our family of origin, or just the fact that it's men and women trying to get onto the same page. And uh, today, we want to actually delve into how do we really manage conflict when there is disagreement, when, you know, emotions run high? How do we deal with tension under one roof? And I do know that, uh, as you shared with us last episode, uh, both of you have do have differences, <laughs> especially when it comes to our definition of punctuality. <laughs> Maybe let's jump straight in. I don't know. Share with us uh, how you dealt with a recent conflict or difference that you know became a big disagreement. Well, there are a number of ways that Gina and myself we are very different, especially in the way we do things around the house. You know, for example. Simple thing like doing the laundry, how we hang the clothes on the rack or doing the dishes and how mm. we dry the dishes. You know, I've got my own method and in my way, in my thinking, that's the best way to do it. Of course, she's got her own way. Mm. And so I've got to learn that just because this is something that I've always done, it might not necessarily be the best or only way. Okay, so who wins? Whose way wins? <laughs> Whoever's doing the laundry then... <laughs> You do it your way. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I think that's how my husband does it. So I just make him do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it helps that whenever we have such situations, we constantly remind ourselves that we are on the same team. Mm. You know, just because she's different, just because she doesn't see things or she doesn't do the things the same way that I do them, that she's against me. And oftentimes when there's an issue, naturally the couples will see that the other person is the issue. That I need to fix that person mm. so that the conflict can be resolved. Mm. But what we have learned is that instead of viewing conflicts and issues that way, we try to picture ourselves sitting on the same sofa. Mm. So we're sitting side by side and the conflict is in front of us and we are working as a team trying to resolve the conflict rather than trying to resolve each other. That's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah and obviously, you don't want to uh, fight on the sofa when it's the same sofa. <laughs> it's like being in the same board, right? Yes. Uh, if one goes down, so does the other. Mm. So, yeah, that's a good, that's actually a really good analogy to, you know, 
bring our focus uh, to the right perspective when it comes to dealing with disagreements and conflicts. Mm. Um, are there some like practical tips that you guys adopt whenever it comes to managing conflict in your relationship? So usually the first thing we try to do is to listen to each other. And by listening, it means we don't interrupt <laughs> or we don't try to mm. finish up the other person's sentence when mm. he or she is still trying to explain their thoughts or their perspectives. We try to give each other the respect and the space to share how each feels about the issue. And one thing that Gina is very good at doing is trying to understand things from my perspective. I mean, for those who tuned in in the previous episode, you might recall us saying that this phrase helped me to understand how you think. Mm. So oftentimes, she will be the one that will, that will verbalize to me, you know, help me to understand why did you do it that way or why did you do that or why did you say that? Now, when you hear it for the first time, I mean, it can be a bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. But I find that when she verbalizes that, it actually helps me to really think through my own processes. What was I thinking when I did those things? What was I thinking when I said those words? And I also try to reassure him and to affirm him that I'm for him, not against him, that I still love him and I'm still committed to him so that he's reminded that, you know, when we talk about differences or issues or whatever conflicts that may come up, it's not because I'm against him. It's not because I want to, I want out of this relationship, but it's because I want this relationship to work. I want this relationship to, to be strong. That's why I need to talk about it. So I, I try to reassure him and affirm him even before I bring up the, the issues. It sounds like actually many of the tips that you uh, gave us the last episode really regards to how to have effective communication between husband and wife applies also in a conflict situation. Oh, yes, mm. definitely. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's almost like if we get into the habit, like using the phrase, help me to understand you. <laughs> uh, even in a situation of conflict, that mm. works as well. And I can just imagine, right? Usually we'll say like, why did you do that? Mm. Versus help me to understand why you did that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. It's like I'm trying to understand you, you know. I'm not trying to accuse you. I just want to understand. Yeah. Even if I right. do not agree with you, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if I can understand where you're coming from, it helps me to be more um, accommodating towards it. It's true. And I think this is where I can just hear my husband's niggling voice saying that. And the tone in which you say it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That's right. Very true. That is very true. Yes. Yeah. So it's not just about the words that we use, but it's also the tone of uh, how we say it. And it's o- it also includes our body language, the non-verbal mm. communication as what the experts will call it. How do we look at our spouse? How do we... Uh, stand. Yeah, stand <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Are we, we holding really... a knife when we're saying it or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's, it sounds like we really need some practice. I don't know, maybe in front of a mirror. <laughs> Even practice saying it in a... In a nice tone. I've realized actually for myself, I can even even say it like, help me to understand you and and put on a smile. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> I am actually not so happy with you. Okay, so <laughs> there is another practical tool that we have found really helpful for us whenever we communicate with each other, whenever we have an issue, is this thing called when you I feel. So this mm. tool helps us to focus on the action like when you something something and not on the person 
So it puts the blame on the action and from there we share how this particular action has resulted in certain emotions within us. Mm. So that's why the I feel part. Mm. So it provides the platform for suggestions on how the person can do things differently so that the same emotions will not be triggered. The key words are basically when you Mm. fill in the blanks, I feel fill in the blanks because fill in the blanks, so please Blah, 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 you know, fill in the blanks. Okay, I think we really need yes. practice here. Yeah. Okay, so just to help you guys along, we've got this little example to share with you, but to give you some background regarding this particular issue. A lifetime of love and romance requires intentional effort and attention. Yet, in times of busyness and with overwhelming priorities to tend to, our marriages can often take a back seat. No matter the state of your relationship today, we want to help you and your spouse thrive. Check out Connect2, featuring specially curated experiences and resources, our favourite selection of articles, top hits on our podcast, date ideas, conversation starters and more to address the issues that are keeping you and your spouse apart and help you rekindle the joy of pursuing one another. Visit www.family.org.sg slash connect2 today. Now, Gina likes to sweep our bedroom floor at night before bedtime. Now, because she likes to have a clean floor when she wakes up in the morning. Hmm. Okay? After sweeping, she used to have this habit of leaving the broom and the dustpan in the walkway that's outside the bedrooms. Now, early in the morning, I'm the one that wakes up early to settle the kids when it's still dark. And there have been many times when I will walk out into the walkway mm -hmm. and kick the dustpan and the broom <laughs> because I didn't know they were there. <laughs> so using this but tool... But she does that so often, surely. You must <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's early in the morning and you will not think of that, you see. And you, when it's still so sleepy. Yeah, and you realise, you only realise it's there when you kick it and you're like, ouch! They're there. But again, you had again. 13 years of practice. Okay, never mind. Anyway, so, so what do we do here? Okay, so using this tool called When You I Feel, uh, it helps me to verbalize the issue to her. So for example, I will go up to her and say, okay, you know, darling. After he has calmed down. Uh, after I've calmed down, okay, maybe that's, later that's in the day. Uh, and I'll say, you know, I've got something that I want to talk to you about. Uh, and I'll say, you know, when you leave the broom and the dustpan in the walkway, now I feel irritated and angry. So that's the action and the emotions. Mm. And I'll go on to, because in the morning when I wake, the hallway is still dark, I can't see anything, and I would kick them. And when they fall, they might wake the kids, the children up before they have to wake up. So please, in future, after using them, please either <laughs> leave them in our bedroom or put them back into the kitchen, not in a walkway. So this tool makes the whole situation very clear and factual for me without putting any blame on me. It's a very um, comprehensive <laughs> And yet it allows me to see the implications of my actions which I totally had no intention to irritate Nelson or it's to true. anger him early in the morning, right? Because I'm still sleeping. <laughs> so I had no idea what he was going through until he mentioned this to me and immediately I could just adjust my actions and that issue was resolved just like that. Yeah, I think because naturally most couples when they have an issue, you know, you've probably heard this, don't use the words you always yeah. and you never. Yeah. So it'll be very easy for me to, you always leave the broom and mm -hmm. a dustpan in the walkway, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that's not really true. It's not always. 
So using this tool that when you, I feel, it helps us not to, to accuse, mm. but to really state, okay, this is the action we're talking about, not you. Mm. And this action has caused me to feel this way. Mm. So on my part, I would like to see Mm, this mm. alternatives yeah. so basically de depersonalizing the yes, issue kind of like how we do parenting right we want to focus on the behavior yes, that we try not to the child right? <laughs> <laughs> okay so we are actually correcting our spouse's behavior <laughs> well, without them realizing it <laughs> or at least letting them know the implications of their behavior yeah. so they can choose to do something about it Okay, this is really helpful. I think all the married couples out there, we do need to practice this. Now, in each podcast, uh, we do address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And let me go to today's question. So today's question is, I don't enjoy meeting my in-laws regularly, but my wife is so close to her parents. Whenever I am with them, I feel stifled and bulldozed over everything as they have an opinion on every single thing. How do I cope without arguing about this every single time? I think with every communication, it's important to talk and to listen to each other. So I think it's important for this person to share his or her concerns and whatever misgivings the person might have honestly with the spouse and look at it together again you know we would say practice that couch thing you know you're sitting together looking at this issue so it's not about each other but it's about this issue hear each other out and also listen to the spouse maybe the spouse feels the same about his or her parents i don't know yeah but you know you, you never know because you're assuming a lot of things here as well so it's always good to share but also give space for your spouse to share his or her point of view as well yeah I think it's good to acknowledge that the fact that your spouse is close to your parents, I mean, it is in itself a strength mm. that is very good, but also share what are your concerns and how you're not comfortable. Mm. Not just because they are close, but about how that closeness brings about certain things that mm. would affect uh, your marriage. So, for example, you know, you can say things like, my concern is that your parents seem to want to run our lives too much. Uh, I hope this is something that we can work on and change. Mm. Uh, remember, the key thing is talk to be understood and listen so that you can understand. Communication, right? Just goes back. Yes. Really to, yes. yes. To good communication, communication is really mm, mm. the key. Okay, before we issue a couple challenge for the day, Nelson and Gina, can we get you to, you know, leave, give us any last thoughts that you have regards to this whole area of communication and conflict? I think I would like to say to all married couples out there that remember when you are in a marriage for a lifetime, you are always on the same team. The enemy here is the issue, not your spouse. No matter what differences you face, deal with it together. Mm. Yeah, remember our differences are actually often the very things that attracted us to each other in the first place. Mm. And in the midst of the conflicts, in the midst of the irritation, sometimes we might need to step back and learn to view or appreciate these differences in a different light. In fact, conflicts and the ability to resolve conflicts in a healthy way will actually strengthen your relationship because you learn to communicate with each other, you learn to understand each other even more than before. Thank you. You know, those are just great tips and I can just picture your household and how despite having three kids, it sounds like a really peaceful household. <laughs> <laughs> um, and definitely, I think for married couples who have children, especially young children in their house, it's really great that if as husband and wife, we can demonstrate what 
you know, effective, healthy communication looks like. And even when we have differences, how we can healthily resolve mm. and talk through those differences, it really models for our children that you know, we don't always have to be always thinking the same, mm. liking the same things, having mm. the same preferences, but yet we can get along really well. And we can, of course, learn to deepen our love and appreciation for one another in the family. So thank you so much for joining us <laughs> over two episodes and, and sharing such uh, really practical nuggets and tips for us to uh, improve our relationship as husband and wife. And today's couple challenge, if you're listening to this with your spouse, even if you're not listening to this with your spouse, uh, you can do this alone actually. And that's to take on uh, the tip that uh, Nelson and Gina have left us with. Uh, a little bit of a language exercise here that we're going to do today. Take an extra five minutes at the end of this episode to complete the sentences. <laughs> okay, and first we start with when you, you I feel, I feel, because, because, so please, so please, and to do it all with a smile. Yes, the tone of voice. <laughs> tone of voice and body language. So, Five minutes right now, we will encourage you, go stand in front of the mirror <laughs> and try this out. Okay, well, you can find out more marriage content and marriage tips by visiting our website at family.org.sg slash connect2. And if you've not already done so, do subscribe to our Connect2 podcast for more of you know, such uh, uh, practical tips as you've heard today and do share it with another married friend. We want to thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed the time with us as much as we enjoyed the time with Nelson and Gina. So take care of yourself and of course of each other as husband and wife. Mm -hmm.